You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 14th of June, 2018, and uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Um, I'm back after a week away. It's uh, nice to be back. Hey Dave, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. You, uh, you've been lining up a whole bunch of uh, sh- uh, of the shows recently, and uh, I understand you guys had a lot of fun last week. Um, but this week, I'm really excited about it. Like, we got Roger Monty from uh, from Search Engine Journal coming on today. That's uh, that's going to be way cool. Yeah, it's going to be a good opportunity to to chat with him. Like our listeners who who listened last week go, wasn't he just on? Yes, he was, but he was a co-host, and and so he didn't really get to answer a lot of questions. This time, we get to you know put his feet to the fire and 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 get some information from him. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be actually I think it's going to be you know it's going to be a great show. Well, I mean, the, the the cool thing is Roger's got his fingers in so many pieces of the industry with his coverage at at SEJ right now. Um, this, I'm, this is just going to be—I don't, I don't even know where to begin to when when we start asking him questions, but I know it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, interesting week in search. SMX Advance was happening in Seattle. Uh, I'm afraid neither of us uh, made it to that show, but um, Matt Cuts did. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. And I'll, I'll let you uh, sort of talk about that. What I think, you know, we know what's going on for, for listeners who don't know. Matt Cutts used to be the head of search. Like, what is it now? Four or five years ago. Um, uh, yeah. Left to uh, work with the uh, U.S. Digital Service, um, the, uh, uh, which, which is actually in the executive office, the, 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 the president's office of, of the U.S. He started working under uh, the Obama administration and continued working under the Trump administration. Um, he was former head of search spam at Google and probably the guy who, um, well, was the face of Google to the SEO industry. I'm not. I'm trying to remember for how long that was. Seemed like forever until he was gone, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and it would have been in uh, 2015, maybe 2014, that he first took a leave of absence from Google. Um, 
And that leave of absence continued till he just left the company to, again, head up the uh, U.S. digital service team. Oh, I'm sorry, U.S. Uh, digital service. Um, at the... Uh, Search engine, at the uh, uh, SMX uh, advanced show, the uh, Search Engine Land Awards were, were held. And at the awards, Matt was given a Lifetime Contribution, uh, a Lifetime Achievement Award for, uh, for all the contributions he made to Search. He probably best explained Google better than anybody who's, um, who, who, who's had that honor or been in a position to explain Google. Um, better than Danny Sullivan himself, I'd suggest. No offense, Danny. <laughs> no, and, and it, you know, and, and I remember, and it was one of the frustrations, but at, at least it was consistent, and you could always count on him for for this. Um, regular listeners, and all I've I've talked about, you know, sort of John Mueller and how I kind of feel sorry for him because he's expected and is doing hangouts now, right, which are live, real time, getting questions, answering them. Whereas Matt did tend to do more of a we're releasing a video, right, where he'll answer yeah. a question, but he's he's researched it. Um, but one thing I always loved about listening to Matt is before he worked for Google. He worked for the government. After he worked for Google, he worked for the government. And every answer he ever gave sounded exactly like it came from the government. Right? It was it's like, I can't confirm or deny, but here's what I can say. Right? <laughs> Everything was kind of, okay, but what's he not saying? Right? And, and that was something you knew about it, but at least it was, it was good and consistent. Um, and we'll talk a, a little bit about um, you know, some of John's – well, actually, I, I know Roger – um, was doing some chatting about it, so I'll, I'll save it for Roger. But talking about some of uh, John's comments and where that, you know, sort of real time live fire can maybe lead you a bit astray, um, <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately give bad advice, right, or, or give maybe the, the less experienced people the wrong information. Whereas with Matt, you were like, okay, if I follow your advice to the letter, I'm not going to get in trouble. I may get nowhere, but I'm not going to get in trouble. <laughs> I won't do the wrong thing. I might just not do the right thing. Um, so at any rate, we'll, we'll save that for the next segment. When we've got Roger on, what yeah, do you want but, to talk uh, about next? Well, know, suffice it to say, though, Matt Cutts is always going to be um, a beloved figure for uh, in the SEO set. Um, should SEO continue as a uh, as a practice or career option, two or three generations from now, Matt Cutts will be a, leg- a legendary god um, yeah. or a deity, a deity like figure. Um, where do we want to go from? I don't know. There's, I mean, there's so we have such a depth of stuff to talk about in the news. Um, Unfortunately, of, we can sort of continue that on through the next two segments. <laughs> Indeed. Well, speaking of uh, stuff that John Mueller says, and certainly um, speaking of stuff that Roger Monty might say, um, <laughs> he was uh, reporting earlier um, that uh, Roger or John Mueller uh, says. And you know, I think um, it's, it's 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 probably worth completely worth looking at the effect of no follow links on search ranking. Um, mm-hmm. John Mueller, of course, uh, weighing in on this, saying something along the lines, and you know, this is this is be fun to sort of uh, exempt as an example of what you were saying a few minutes ago. Having links, even a large number of them, with rel equals no follow pointing to your site does not negatively affect your site. We take all these links out of our page rank calculations and out of our algorithms when they use links, which is completely 100% true, but it's not a complete answer about the effect of nofollow links. Mm-hmm. At least um, many SEOs don't think it's a 
complete answer in relation to the effect of nofollow links because nofollow links have to have more than just one effect on on Google's perception of of the website. Indeed. So um, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Uh, well, one of the things that it, it's it's interesting because I I actually mentioned this in an article um, a, a couple months ago. Um, and yeah, I, I believe he's, he's probably spot on right, right? It, it is not part of the page rank calculations. But did I say page rank and, and, and the, the formulas involved there, um, they're becoming antiquated, and, and I don't actually expect them to last that, that much longer. Um, you know, they may always be a subtle thing, but they, they certainly don't have the influence they did, and I think that's going to decline dramatically in the coming years. What is going to pick up and you and I, we, we've talked about this a hundred times, is entity metrics. So, okay, you can take a nofollow and you can assume that it has, you know, sort of nothing to do with, um, you know, and remove its page rank flow. But if two sites are related to each other and, you know, one is, is nofollow linking to the other, is that relevant still passing as an entity value, not as a page rank value? Um, and in the, the article I'd written, I sort of tongue in cheek said, you know, maybe those no follow Forbes, you know, links that you're buying might actually hold some value. Please, please don't go out and start buying a bunch of crap <laughs> <laughs> links. But, you know, I, I always, you know, you try and add something like that and actually, you know, sort of be honest and go, actually, there, there may still be value in these things because it is putting your brand and your website and associating it with. Um, with an entity value as opposed to a page rank value. So again, please, listeners, do not run out and start start taking this. It's it's horrible advice. But, <laughs> um, you know, it is something to ponder and go, okay, we need to think of this more than page rank. So he may be right, but at the same time, he may be giving bad advice. Well, again, um, I think, I mean, we'll obviously be having this conversation in a few minutes too, but um, and, and, and you and I have had this conversation before. Technically speaking, in direct response to a direct question, it's probably exactly right. Um, but there's a whole bunch of nuances that, you know, given every website is different, and there's no such thing as a, as a real direct question in SEO because there's, you know, you, you might be able to ask it about one specific instance, one specific situation, but if you had the exact same, uh, we'll say the exact same WordPress template on the exact same server using the exact same build, You'd have slight variances in the websites. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. going to happen that way, and I don't even—I don't even know why. It just—that's just the way yeah. it works. <laughs> so see, you know what? It's right, and that is something to remember for all listeners all the time. Is there is some truth to the sort of myth of the ghost in the machine, right? There will at times be differences where I could build two computers exactly the same. If I hit the on button at exactly the same time, one will be faster, yeah. right? It's—it's it's the ghost in the machine, sort of, sort of. You know, and, and yes, you can dig and actually figure that one out at, at the end of days. But um, well, I was about to say, yeah, know, it's to a little point. more. I'm gonna say it's often a little more than the ghost of the machine. And when you do digging, I mean, as a, this is one of the most fun things about being an SEO. When you really do digging to look for the answer, you know, something comes up. Something uh, uh, you find something that that leads you towards a solution. For instance, and now I wasn't around last week. We would have covered this on the news last week. Um, you got the notification from uh, Yoast SEO, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a critical error in the way Yoast SEO was looking at images, and as it was uh, adding them to uh, XML sitemaps, it was adding them as a uh, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, it was adding them as an element of the page, not as a uh, not as an image. 
Um, this has been happening since March. <laughs> um, so Yoast updated uh, his 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 SEO uh, uh, plugin and issued a war- issued a notice to everybody who's out there. But the thing that struck me was uh, that it was it was SEOs outside of Yoast's company that tracked down this problem. Yeah. Um, that's, 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 that, that's good legwork there, Lou. You know, that's some good police work there. Yeah. And it was kind of like, it's one of those things that like it was in one of those areas and I'm sure you ended up going and checking any websites that you, you, you know, own, manage or, or work on for clients and, and check your settings. I know I certainly did first thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, to make sure it was there. It's in one of those areas that, yeah, you recognize it. Yeah. You've been there one time. <laughs> through like whatever setup or installation process and you know when you're checking all your settings making sure they're okay but it's not one of the areas you would generally go to either casually or in even a maintenance mode or oddly you might not even think to go to that one for troubleshooting mode right like it's just in a, an obscure little setting in an obscure little area it's right out there click a click a button in the navigation and it's right there jumping out at you um, but, you but it's unfortunately look. tucked away because yeah, you would never. I didn't um, think to look. Now, fortunately, um, it it didn't seem to have impacted any of our clients, which is great. Um, but you know, still, and and, and much actually, in, for all, I was gonna say, for all you know, it might have impacted a client. You might have had a slightly better rank on one of those pages that you've been working on. For the you know, you get the pages that you that, that are ranking well, then you get the ones that should be ranking better or should be right. um, driving more traffic. Yeah, maybe it did have an effect, you know. Right, you're right. Actually, that's that's true because sometimes just a lack of an effect is an effect. It may have been crawling up, and and all of a sudden it, it didn't. Unfortunately for Yoast, and we talked about this last week, it also hit coincidentally very close to a, an algorithm or, or, or you know, yeah, an algorithm update by Google. So of course now anybody who was hit by the algorithm update who's in WordPress <laughs> and uses yeah. the Yoast plugin and. And this this setting may have triggered, but done nothing. But they dropped anyway, and um, you know now they can point the finger at uh, at Yoast. But um, yeah, we we covered that last week for for our listeners who don't know uh, what we're talking about uh, that that maybe didn't uh, didn't catch last week's episode. Um, do go back, listen to it. It is important if you use Yoast SEO plugin, um, head on over there, give it a listen because it covers the problem and how to fix it. Um. There's a uh, similarly, and then again, this, this 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 stems from you can have two exact websites or two exact web builds like side by side, and they'll be slightly different. Sometimes it's something as stupid as a uh, as clicking on the spacebar. Story appeared in Search Engine Roundtable on uh, Tuesday, on the twelfth. Again, this is a, this is from John Mueller, but I bet you this one is is dead on. Google does not index images. That uh, are found within a uh, a development. Yeah, you know that. I mean, shit, that I, was news. That was news to me. I didn't know that. Um, oh. <laughs> now, now we do. <laughs> uh, you know what? In, in an interesting way, that is fantastic information because I've seen over the years. I'm sure you have too. You encounter people who are trying to get their images outside of you know to to not appear on image search. Um, a you know, now, now there's an easy way. Now I, I think we can all safely assume, and I don't think he's referring to like, I have my entire content inside a div, 
right? And then, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, you know, now all of a sudden you would just be not um, dealing with any of the images on my entire page, which I have sites built in, you know, it's in WordPress, right? It's divs all over the place. And I can say our images show up in image search. I know I've seen them stolen in a number of places. Um, <laughs> so, and then that's how I track them down. So um, yeah, you can, it, it's, I think when you're wrapping that specific image in a div um, that it doesn't really know what you're about to do with it. And until it, I think it'll get more sophisticated and start to do it. So I wouldn't actually count on it as a permanent fix. I think Google's getting better at sort of rendering uh, pages from a, ah, here's what it'll look like to a human. I think for right now, they're not really counting on their ability to do that properly. Um, and so they're just going, nah, let's just not show it at all. Um, I suspect down the road, though, as their, as their machines get better and better at understanding specifically what might be going on in the background to actually understand which images are appearing and which aren't. Um, the ones that are will probably start showing up in the index, and the ones that that aren't won't. But uh, but that's just my guess. Okay, we we actually okay we got, we got we we sort of have time for one more story. We don't actually have time to get into it, but I do want to get into it when Roger's on. Um, I, and I've been meaning to ask you just personally, anyway. Um, what do you think about uh, Google My Business's new dashboard? You know, I, I've migrated some, some <laughs> a few clients over there. Not all of them. The import methodology is clunky. One thing that I hate is when I was trying to do it, of course, I already had my business under my profile and, and a couple others. Um, I had to actually move, make up a new account, move them all over to that one because it won't let you convert your profile. So I had to get rid of all my properties into a, a sort of throwaway profile. Mm -hmm. Now mine was empty. Now I could upgrade it and then move them all back. And the import method is a little bit clunky after that. Um, and I did find that there was a delay. I thought something had actually gone wrong because I imported. I got the like confirmation. It's in there. I saw all locations showing up as one, but then none of the locations were showing up. The next day they were. Um, so they're, they're definitely having some hiccups. I can see that long term. Um, it, it's going to be helpful, so you're not having to switch back and forth or scroll through endless streams of, um, you know, properties trying to to figure out which or which or whatnot. Um, but uh, but for right now, it's 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 a little clunky, and they probably should have tested it, done better beta testing before deploying that. So almost ready for prime time, but not quite there. Not quite. Like I can see like now with the properties that I have in there. Yep. They're working great. Um, you know, but at the same time, um, and one of the little oddities that I found too, you can't move over pending. So I have a few with clients that were just dealing with the, the process and that's just part of it. I mean, they may never fix that. That might just be like a, yeah, get over yourself, like get it verified and then move it after the fact. Um, is you can't move them while they're pending and there seems to be a lag and I don't know exactly how long because the day it launched I was actually verifying some properties and I still can't move them um, mm -hmm. like I can't add them in through the method that they use so we'll, we'll see how it all goes but, uh, but yeah they, they definitely could have done a better job there Okay. Well, uh, we'll keep on looking at uh, the Google My Business uh, dashboard. I know that there's uh, reports that local agencies are having problems with it. And I saw something that you wrote on Facebook a couple of days ago, just <laughs> sort of like exasperated, like, oh, my God, I hate this thing. Um, <laughs> but apparently, apparently it's, working, it's working for you now. Um, okay. We do got to take a break. It's uh, 20 minutes past the hour at time of recording. And we're coming back with Roger Monte. And we want as much time as possible for him. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm on the 14th of June, 2018. Stick around.
We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 14th of June, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And Dave and I are, uh, I don't know, kind of humbled and blown away to be joined by the one and only uh, Martini Buster himself, Roger Monty, uh, from the Search Engine Journal. Roger, welcome to Webcology, man. Hi, Jim. Hey, Dave. Nice to be on. Great to be back on the show. Yeah, it's great to have you back. <laughs> it's been a long time, Roger. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for, for, forgive my forgottery, you know. I, I, I am getting of, of a certain age, but uh, what's it been like? Uh, eight, seven or eight years now? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's been a while since, I mean, other than last week, I mean, yeah, it's been oh, a while, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> since I've been on, on the show, I think it was, uh, good ROI, what's his name, Neil or something, he interviewed me a while back, yeah, that was, oh, that was man. back when I was living in San Francisco Bay Area, I'm in Massachusetts now. Oh, right on. 
Well, I mean, you've been around for uh, for for a long time, like nearly two decades in the SEO industry. Um, yeah, you remain a, a moderator at Webmaster World, and uh, you're the guy who's covering half the news that we're covering over at Search Engine Journal. <laughs> well, Matt Southern does a pretty good job uh, at that. I like to do <clears throat> kind of a longer longer pieces that kind of. Um, have like a takeaway of, uh, of how it, how this is going to impact your, your rankings or how you do business online, that kind of thing. So rather than just say, Oh, uh, John Mueller said this, that, and the other, and just lay it out there. I kind of go into what it actually means to you. And, and sometimes I like to talk about algos and stuff like that. I think it's really important. I know some people feel that <clears throat> knowing patents and research, whatever is, not, not, not particularly useful, but it is because it's can, knowing what's inside that black box or the components of it can keep you from doing things that uh, might not make sense. You know? Oh, you mean like how Neil Patel? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's okay, like yeah, Neil that, that, that might be an example. Wrong all these years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like to name names. I remember the most recent Facebook campaign. I mean, hell, I'm yeah, plugging a little. I mean, I mean, there was a time when people thought that you know there was a correlation between Facebook likes and rankings, but if you were on top of like how with the latest patents and research is, you would have known that well, there is no research really on using social media as a ranking factor. So the likelihood that uh, Facebook likes are impacting uh, are, are a ranking factor are very very minimal so it would have saved a lot of people time and money knowing that kind of information right we, we all knew it was plus ones, ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, that, that must be very frustrating like when you're covering the industry and uh, there's a rumor going around or you know, some of that quote unquote uh, SEO secret knowledge going about how do you verify or um, or or Dispel uh, what 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 and get and get the actual story for 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 your readers. You know, thankfully there there are a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of good good people who, you know, like you two who have your finger on what what SEO really is and how things actually work. And, you know, and also Bill Slavsky has done an amazing amazing job in keeping this industry on its toes uh, on what you know, how, what's going on inside a black box. So, you know, really, it's not, I don't think it's any of our jobs to you know, convince uh, everybody in, in, in the industry to follow our way. I mean, what I, the best I can do is just put the information out there. And I don't really care if you believe it or not. You know, sometimes it's like, you know, some people don't have the ability to understand certain things. And it's not my my job to like, you know, corral you and put you inside, you know, a certain belief system. Everybody, everybody has different ways of looking at things. And sometimes, you know, you know I like to read the black hat stuff because sometimes they're uh, onto things before they notice things before uh, the rest of the uh, SEO community does. Um, <clears throat> and some of the leading uh, SEO people started out as black hats. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to name names. <laughs> yeah, <geez>. sure, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, 
But yeah, I mean, I can put, like there's a lot of things that the industry does, and you know, you, you just talk about it. Like I was just, I wrote an article yesterday about uh, something to do with links, and uh, oh yeah, it was about no follow links because I yeah, saw a discussion yeah, where people no were like. Links. Yeah, and people were talking about things like link diversity, and I was like, wait, 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 let's back up here. Link diversity, is that really a ranking factor? And, you know, has any Googler ever said, you know, you should have diverse backlinks? And, you know, I, I, I started searching around trying to uh, figure that out, and I really didn't find anything. And, and then I started thinking about it a little more, and I realized this whole link diversity thing just goes back years and years and years back when people were buying links and, and nobody really knew, you know, what was going to stick. So basically just get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But really <laughs> the origin of link diversity is from patents that say that we're trying to find out whether, you know, this is part of a network. Okay, so there's a chance that the concept of link diversity is um, an accurate description of something Google might do. Or might examine. To find spam, to find like PBNs, you know, private blog networks, that kind of thing, or text link ads back in the day, that kind of thing. That's really the origin of link diversity. But people talk about link diversity as if it's a, you know, it looks more natural if, you know, you have links coming from, I don't know, a .edu, maybe a .ca, a .net, you know, from a library or from this and that. It looks natural and I don't know. I've never seen any patent or research that says that, that that's a natural pattern of inbound links. Pardon my cynicism, but it sounds like something that's, that's real easy to sell to the unsuspecting. Hey, and you know what? We're working to get link diversity inside your link profile. You know, we're, we're, we're working hard <laughs> on it, too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, there's a lot of that that goes on, you know. And then there's other things, like uh, I did an article recently about... Uh, how uh, how fast it takes a link to work. Now, how long has it been? The, the industry has been saying, eh, it takes about three or four months, right? Like, yeah, yeah, oh, right. Years and years and years. That's, that's common knowledge, right? But, you know, the Penguin algo is working in real time now. Yeah, I think it would happen, and like, so, very rapidly. It does, right. Yeah, anybody who's had a site go down, and then you, you know, your site's feeding Google like 404s or, or 500 errors for a couple of weeks, you know. And then so now your site's been down for weeks or even a month. You know, I've had a site go down for, for about uh, 15 days once. And it's remarkable how fast a site can recover and, and get back to ranking, you know. And in a way, that kind of indicates how, you know, Google – how fast Google actually works. It's very impressive. Well, and I think, I think with Google Penguin in real time, in real time, that may, maybe there's a chance that links stay, t- take effect a lot faster you know, than well, think, three or four months. I think people are really confused about links these days, especially after um, uh, Google's uh, Penguin re-update and their explanation of it. Um, you know, saying that we're, we're that bad links. Don't worry about it. We're just not. Even, we're just not even considering them anymore. Um, and then other people saying, you, yeah. you know, if you you can still screw over a, a competitor by giving them a bunch of bad links. What's what, what's your opinion on that? 
I think it's been the case for a long time that bad links don't really matter that much because, uh, um, like, uh, I've noticed that uh, even before Huffington Post and all those other sites <clears throat> did the nofollow, I noticed that um, certain kinds of links weren't really uh, helping a site rank and weren't really making a difference. And, um, and it just seemed pretty obvious to me that Google was ignoring, and then looking at all the you know the different patents or whatever, um, it, it it becomes clear that <clears throat> there's no really focus on punishment. It's more like trying to separate the noise so you can get to the signal, and that's really what whole link analysis is about. And there's nothing punitive about it. You know, there's not like we're going to take spammers and we're going to like rank them in the back. Well, it just happens when you separate the signal, I mean separate the signal from the noise, and you get that pure, this is a link that matters. And then everything else that doesn't matter gets pushed aside, and when you just have that one link, you know, spammers are going to naturally fall to page 3 or 4 or 60 or whatever, because the links aren't, aren't, aren't really mattering. So, so, so it's not really my a positive thing. My my diabolical plan to um, take down President Trump's website with all that midget porn BSDM stuff that, that that's that's not going to work. I think you, I think they're better targets. I mean that that might just work work its way uh, out by itself. You know he has a way of doing that to himself. So well, I mean who knows? Maybe he'll like it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole negative SEO thing is pretty. It's pretty tricky, but it seems like, uh, well, Microsoft has always been in the forefront of, of content analysis for years and years and years, and Google is, is just catching up, and uh, for the past few years, they've been uh, really focusing hard on, on understanding content, and uh, a lot of the research you see on the Google's AI blog is all about understanding content. You know, right now, they're, like, using... Uh, <laughs> They're using Reddit to train question and answering uh, machine. Where, in, in order to understand what a question what a question means, they look at all the answers and see how oh certain answers are matched to these certain questions. So how are you? Elicits a certain response, and they can re match those responses to how are you, and then how old are you? Has different responses. Yes. And, and and they correlate those different responses. They can understand the question better by looking at the responses. And they trained this machine to uh, a state-of-the-art level of of, uh, of identifying similarities in text, uh, which is really amazing by doing that. And they said the next challenge is doing it on the paragraph level and then from there on to the document level. So in the article I wrote, I put a little baby in a baby carriage to <clears throat> indicate that this this direction they're taking in understanding content is is just at the toddler level right now. But it's really exciting what they're doing. It's really amazing stuff. Now so, and, and you sorry, go ahead. Links, circling back to links, that makes have needing links in order to determine what the content is about you know, it, it lessens the reliance on links. So really, uh, if you don't use links 
to understand what the content is about because you already understand content, what does that leave you? Links as a way to validate that this is uh, uh, relevant to to that discussion at all. You know, just kind of like a backup type thing. Yeah. Now, what do you? My take. We 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 chatted uh, before you were before you were on so in the in the first segment here uh, about an article you had written uh, recently, like the one on basically talking about the no follow to to begin with, and so that led to um, you know sort of my sort of assertion during during that segment um, that what we would see here, and it sounds like you're kind of touching on it, but I want to make sure I understand yeah. is the idea of entities and semantics over links, right? It, it does. It needs to understand relationships and context. It doesn't actually need to understand this link is a vote for this site. Um, what, what do you think is is the role of entities? You know what? I have a follow up, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get you going. Are entities gonna <laughs> replace links? <laughs> Okay, so what's the question? Okay. Are entities uh, is the idea of entities and their relationships going to going to replace links? So where nofollow would be fine because it understands the relationship and the context, it now understands full stories, right? It understands the full context of these two websites. Um, and goes, oh, okay, these are these are related. It's nofollowed, but but these two things are related, and visitors are meant to go from one to the other, um, sort of thing. Is that what we're seeing? Or even a, a non-linked? It's just a brand mentioned on a page, but we understand what the entity is. Are, are these going to replace, with the understanding of the, the content, the context, the reading level, is that going to replace links? You know, I, <clears throat> Google is really married to links, so they're going to, they're going to stick, stick with links uh, probably for the foreseeable future. Uh, but as far as entities and the relationships and all that, I mean, they're also moving forward to understanding content. And really, I see the gold standard really is for for the AI to look at a page and understand what it's about, just like you and I do. And um, and, and so, really, the uh, <clears throat> the only difference, uh, the, the the important thing is to find well. Is this content been paraphrased? What's the original content? Um, I wrote an article um, uh, not too long ago on a topic, and I went to go check on Google News, and because I found that another site, I think it was um, a big news site, I think related to Newsweek or something, they had paraphrased my article, oh. and, um, and, <laughs> and and so I went to Google News, and and it was funny. Uh, they listed my article, and then they listed the paraphrase article beneath me as like a little smaller type, and almost like they knew that it was paraphrased. I don't know if they actually if they did or not, but um, you know that's an interesting use of that kind of technology to to oh my God, that, content, actually, you know. that is really cool because back in my career, when I, when I was writing all the time, had that happened to me, I'd have been screwed. There's no way Google would have caught that. It would have been the uh, Newsweek or the Newsweek entity would have been credited with that, and I'd have gotten shut out somewhere like page 17 back in the day. Yeah, so that, that's yeah. actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool because I was like, damn, these guys are going to steal my thunder. And, <laughs> and But no, they were listed in smaller type underneath as like, you know, this is related to this first one, which is mine, which, you know, that was pretty cool. Hell, if you're yeah. visibly scooping Newsweek, like, yeah, <laughs> that makes it worth <laughs> it. Okay, but Roger, I, can we, I like can comparing we the... uh, Mike Bing with, 
Hung, go ahead. Uh, we need to get you to hang around for a second because um, we're going to have to take a break for for, for commercials. Um, okay. Way cool, man. So, uh, friends, on behalf of uh, uh, Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing and uh, what well, I extension, Roger Monty from Martini Busters, this is Jim Hedgen from Digital Outreach Media. Stick around. Back on Web College and Webmaster Radio after these, after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. What is us? Us is a foundation. Us is the future. Us is a bond. But right now, that bond is fraying. And we need a place that could make it whole. From diabetes prevention to safety around water. The Y fills the gaps. And bridges our divides. But they can't do it without us. Donate today. Because where there's a Y, there's an us. Read by members of the Y. The Y, for a better us. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve, as they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve to live full and independent lives, even when there's no government funding or a nursing home seems like the only option. We won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Join us at findwwp.org. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. Webmasterradio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. Webmasterradio.fm We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 14th of June, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And Dave and I are joined by Roger Mar- Monty from Martini Buster, uh, Search Engine Journal, and moderator at Webmaster World. Um, you been at PubCon, uh, Roger? Uh, no, it's been a couple of years. Uh, I might go this uh, <clears throat> this October to uh, just hang out and see friends, but uh, uh, it's yeah, it's not really been on my radar since I moved uh, back east. I mean, oh, it's easier to get there and, and and deal with it, you know, when I lived on the west coast. But now I go over there and just like you know, the three hour time difference, I just can't really hang with everybody anymore <laughs> <laughs> well yes it's because pubcon seems to be the place where everyone's meeting up these days right and i know that there's listeners and and your readers who are interested in meeting up with you is uh are you gonna be appearing at conferences or anywhere anywhere in public that your uh your readers might might have a chance to meet you uh no i don't really have anything scheduled uh right now i'm i might be at smx east but uh i'm still uh thinking about that i'm just uh focusing on the work and publishing articles and uh uh just doing things more locally so every once in a while i'll get invited to speak at a uh, at a seo meetup like in boston or, or out here where i live and i'll, I'll do that okay. now i hadn't I, I can't remember where i first read it you probably wrote it Right, you were. I mean, you mentioned earlier you were Matt, probably, maybe Barry, but 
probably one of you if I had to gamble <laughs> on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it was it, it was a few weeks ago. Um, Google had announced just some research. This isn't in you know, Roger, you were talking about research and patents earlier, and that yeah, pay attention to what they're looking at here because their engineers' time isn't cheap, right? Like when they're investing time, they're they're looking at it. Um, you, the, the research had come out that they were looking at methods of basically taking all the data that they crawl and then producing their own content out of it, right? Like sort of crawling, putting it all together. And, and that reminded me because you're like, right, they're looking at understanding paragraphs and contents and, and you know, and, and then full documents. Yeah, right. Okay. And once they can do that with just the data they've collected, where am I? Um, do you think that that is going to like, I, okay, you know, I was going to leave this open-ended and go, yeah, what, is, what does that world look like? I mean, if you want to buy a blue widget, you still want to buy a blue widget, and I got blue widgets, right? But what does it mean for your publisher? All right, now what? What, what does it mean for, for companies like SEJ if it, as Google starts to, like, it's probably coming, right? Something like that. Anyway, what, what does that yeah. mean? Yeah, I mean, they already have. Uh, I mean, there's already um, a, AI uh, software that writes news articles already, and there's news articles being written by bots, you know, right now. But really, the, the, right now we're right in the beginning part of a transition to voice search and voice assistance. I mean, this is, we're really right at the beginning. It's probably going to be a couple more years before this becomes uh, majorly important. And I, th I really think it's going to uh, change the face of, of SEO uh, how Google's going to make money in a in in a uh, environment that doesn't have <clears throat> clickable ads? Mm, who knows? I mean, maybe they'll make it up in hardware, or maybe they'll make it up with subscriptions. There's a subscription model where you can get, you know, all the world's information, you know, for a subscription, and, and it'll be like, you know, it'll the the home assistant will be a subscription service just like a cable, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, right now we are in in a major in just the beginning of a very disruptive, but I think it's going to be disruptive um, uh, moment in how we uh, find information, how we do things around the house. Um, so right, they're putting uh, voice assistants into automobiles right now, and uh, Internet of Things, uh, all that. It's going to be voice directed. You can find um, recipes and things like that right, uh, right now with using voice assistant. Um, schema. Schema markup, they have in development uh, um, uh, structured data for if something can be spoken, if it's speakable. So it's a speakable structured data. Right now it's in development, but <laughs> that indicates, you know, the direction where all of this is going, and it's going to be voice search. And You, you want to know uh, how to make a million bucks here, eh? Figure out how to insert yeah. href language tags into that. <laughs> There's your million bucks. <laughs> you imagine accounting for yeah. all the accents and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, you can it that way. You know, I, I'm yeah, gonna I mean, take a take a take a moment, uh, Roger. I'm gonna thank you. I was asked earlier today. Um, it was actually in a forum for the for the state of search uh, speakers, and one of their questions is, if you could nuke one word from the marketing vocabulary, what would it be? Uh, and, and mine is generally, um, it has to do with the misuse of words. And the word I had sent yeah. was disruptive. Uh, but you've actually, if you, if you see that in my bio anywhere, 
Roger just used it properly because you're right. We are talking about a technology that is actually going to adjust the way everybody does something, mm-hmm. not, hey, and, and we've got a different way to do this widget and a couple companies went bankrupt, you know, because we've got a different blue widget. So, hey, you know, now was disruptive. Yeah, to a couple people, right? That's not a disruptive technology, really. But that I think you're right. Voice search is going to be a disruptive um Oh yeah, you know, sort of, sort of gonna force. Change. Gonna change so much, yeah. Hey, can I tell you my word that I nuke? <laughs> sure. Yeah. What's that? Ideation. <laughs> That's the word I would nuke. Because it it refers to like a mental illness type thing where where uh, you know somebody starts ideating that people are scheming about him, you know, or her. That's that's what ideation really means. <laughs> just, uh, if you look it up in the dictionary, that's what it really means. But it's been co-opted to mean, you know, brainstorming. That's, <laughs> that's funny. I, I, I know Mary's um, is influencer. She's like, yeah, five people like your tweets. Shut up, uh, Jim. What's what's yours? If you could, if you could nuke one word uh, well, from the marketing vocabulary. Afraid it's slightly more than a word. It's more like Facebook. <laughs> um, if I could get rid of Facebook, I think the world would just by snapping my fingers. I think the world would be a much happier, albeit uh, slightly less connected place. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I, I don't want to sound like trying to nuke an entire property now. <laughs> I don't want to sound like curmudgeon, curmudgeon, but I'd really like to go back to like you know Yahoo Messenger when everybody was on <laughs> Yahoo Messenger and you know have all these private. Uh, conversations and just you could share a lot more that way too. Private? Weird, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, something that has changed the way we do things, the way we think, um, if anything, has been incredibly disruptive to our society, I'd suggest social media has. Um, How disruptive is social media going to be on search in the future? What do you reckon? Social media on search? Yeah. I don't know if it's that's that's more of a PPC thing, but uh, uh, it's definitely something that even if you're doing organic search, uh, it helps to be on it. I, I've noticed a lot of you know a lot of different niches tend to gravitate to certain uh, kinds of social media. So you'll find one on Instagram, but not really, but totally missing on Twitter, and uh, sometimes. Like older people, uh, like a niche that attracts older people, like middle-aged or not, tend to gather in, on Facebook, and and you know they're they're okay with you coming on and dropping a link and you know publicizing. And some of these Facebook groups have thousands and thousands of members. So um, that it, whether you're organic or PPC, social media. Uh, has become a really important way of promoting a site and getting people to to know to, to know what it is, and then starting that demand and typing in your 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 uh, site name in Google and, and plus your keywords or whatever, and trying to find your site. So, really, um, <laughs> it's pretty important. Um, it, Google, it, it, it does. The Google Analytics guru Alan Konek uh, suggests that social media is kind of like a campfire. People can't help but staring at the campfire, and it attra- and that light attracts um, entities, attracts things in the, from the darkness, including uh, including bots, because all those people are there. Where there's a bunch of people, there's got to be a bunch of interesting stuff. Therefore, the bots come. Uh, what do you think? 
That's a that's an interesting analogy. Um, it, it, but it, it's even more than uh, than a campfire. It's actually a campfire and a drug because um, there's <laughs> well, a lot of people who are There's a lot of drugs around the campfire, certainly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at I have a teenage uh, child, and uh, I see her and her friends, you know, and they're all on their social media and Snapchat. I don't know what the hell they're doing. And they're just like, you know, swiping and side swiping and constantly on their devices, you know. It's uh, it's just a real addiction going on there, too. So it goes deeper than, uh, I mean, that's a good analogy, though. Okay, we have only a couple of minutes left from the show. And uh, Studio wants, wants us to, and, and, and I, I, I we, we should do this. Yahoo Messenger, you, messages, you mentioned it a few minutes ago. It's going away at the end of next mm-hmm. month, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, that's it's just passing. I mean, we don't want to sound like curmudgeons or anything, but it's just a passing stuff. Sounds a lot like the old Yahoo Yodel, eh? <laughs> Slightly different tone, but it's there. I can hear it in there. I, I, I think they must have sampled it. Anyway, yeah, Yahoo Messenger is gone, uh, replaced by the completely addictive Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever other uh, uh, Snapchat messenger thingy out there on our lawns. <laughs> um, yeah. Something that just crossed my radar. I'm just going to get it in because it just, just, uh, Glenn Gabe posted it. Um, it's over on VentureBeat. Um, you can now go in. Maybe I maybe I missed something, but I don't think so in the articles just from uh, from earlier today. Um, you can now go into your Google settings. They have ad settings, and you can see what your ad targeting is and turn it off. Um, and it actually gives you a really really interesting profile of what Google thinks of you. Um, and sometimes they're on. They have me between 45 and 54. They got me cusp, and I'm I'm glad to say on the right side of that one. Um, but they've also got me for like American football and soccer, neither of which are even kind of things that I pay much attention to. So <laughs> um, I'm not sure where they get all of them, but uh, but interesting. People can can head in there and see what Google thinks um, they are. That's interesting. Fascinating. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of how to exploit that for SEO value, but I'm sure there's a way. <laughs> I'm sure there is, too. Um, all right, Jim, I think you have to take us out with a thank you because I think Brasco is going to give you the hook and start playing some music. Yeah, I got that feeling. Roger Monty uh, from Search Engine Journal or martinibuster.com and also still moderator at Webmaster World. Man, thank you so much for joining us on our webcology today. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Frank, it's a pleasure. Been... Thanks for having me on the show. Anytime, man. Anytime. It's great talking to you in, in this format. Um, friends, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 14th, uh, recorded on the 14th of June, 2018. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. There's some great content coming up after the news. Be safe all week. We'll be, we'll be back uh, next week at this time. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. 
any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.